Welcome to the Painless Podcast. The goal for each Painless Podcast is to connect with and get to know great people in sports, events, startups, and cause marketing. Hey there, it's Chris Hartwig from Painless Networking here. Thanks for joining me for episode six with Keith Rich and Vicki McGowan from Rich Harvest Farms, the host for the 2017 NCAA Men's and Women's Golf Championships. They're coming to Chicagoland May 18th to 31. Uh, before we get rolling, want to quickly thank our sponsor who makes our March 16th Painless event coming up this week at Ironside Chicago, as well as this week's podcast episode possible, the Bank of America Shamrock Shuffle. Chicago Spring Kickoff has a special deal for Painless Networkers. Save 10 bucks off registration today for the April 2nd Shamrock Shuffle. Get to shamrockshuffle.com slash registration and use the code painless you can save 10 bucks hurry though prices go up on march 17th okay today's guests uh keith rich and vicky mcgowan as i mentioned from rich harvest farms we're going to talk about the amazing story of rich inc what the creation of uh, the rich operating system or ros meant to wall street in particular at the same time that bill gates was changing pcs with dos or DOS. You might have heard of that. How Jerry Rich, uh, as an uh, NIU alum, took some farmland in nearby uh, DeKalb in Sugar Grove, combined his passion for golf, his love for amateur golf in particular, and has built a basically a mecca for golf fans and Lynx golf fans in particular, just southwest of DuPage Airport. Started with just one practice hole and uh, had as uh, Keith will tell us, about 40 shoeboxes of back-of-the-napkin designs for this hole, and it's uh, it grew into six holes, and now it's 18 championship holes. Uh, this May, the top D1 college golf teams, as I said, men's and women's, are now combined. Over two weeks, they're coming to town to test themselves at Rich Harvest Farms. And uh, just a tip, listen all the way through, and we're going to have a question at the end for your chance to win some great free VIP tickets and parking passes to the tournament in May. So here now, from Sugar Grove, let's get connected with Rich Harvest Farms. Great to have Keith Rich and Vicki McGowan here with me today with the uh, Rich Harvest Farms and the NCA Men's and Women's Golf Championships that are coming to Chicago in uh, coming up fast, coming up in May. Uh, so I, I thought it would be interesting to start out first talking a, a little bit about the history of Rich Harvest Farms, how this course and piece of land uh, came about, and uh, as well as your family's background out here, Keith. So, uh, you know, tell me a little bit about, it, it all started uh, with uh, a communications company, Rich Inc., right? That is correct. Yes. Uh, uh, Rich Inc. was, uh, uh, my grandfather started back in the 50s, uh, was a, um, you know, a technology company back then of, of doing, um, uh, you know, schools and hospitals and basically as a sound contractor throughout the uh, Chicagoland area. Became very successful in Chicago back in the baby boom days when they were building all these structures and churches and so on. And he was really the, the only game in town and got to got to to be involved with like the renovations back in the the, the old Comiskey Park where uh, you know my grandfather really invented the uh, the fireworks display oh, at, really? at Comiskey Parks back in the back in the sixties. Um, 
But uh, as my dad, uh, he's a Northern Illinois grad, uh, uh, which um, uh, he became more involved in the business with my, my grandfather and took it to another level. He saw the opportunities of doing uh, audio, video, and data through a single coax. Back then it was called broadband and uh, uh, involved with the hospitals and doing multiple buildings so they can bring multiple technologies to all of these different different, uh, different hospitals. And went out to New York and uh, was going to do one of the projects out there. And next thing you know, he uh, had a buddy over at one of the trading uh, stations over at Chase Manhattan Bank. And so he wanted to go have lunch with him and walked up to the trading floor and it was like it was like uh, somebody hitting him in the back of the head, saying, "Hey, this is the greatest opportunity. You better see this. What a trader has to do back in the '70s versus what they have to do yeah, today." Right. So uh, he uh, he said, "You know what? Uh, back then, you had different terminals. So when a, a trader needed to make a trade, he wanted to compare issues. So he'd like to have three or four or five news services in front of their in front of their eyes to make a make a make a, a an instant trade." Well, they'd have to go to one computer, do one, have to do another computer, go do one, do another computer, and so on and so forth. And he said, why don't I put all of this into a single console uh, with a single keyboard, and now the trader can hit one button, and all five screens will go to that new service and make an instant trade. And within, you know, he said, let me build a prototype. So he brought, he, he uh, it took him about 30 to, it was about 60 days. They built a prototype, brought it out to New York, Chase Manhattan, sitting there in the trading floor. And uh, over the weekend, and next thing you know, my dad was back in the office on Monday morning. And he, there was, a, there was a, a message from the chairman of the board of Chase Manhattan Bank to give him a call. <laughs> so my dad's thinking, well, either he doesn't like it and it's sitting out on Wall Street, <laughs> Or, you know, maybe he does. So he gave him a call, and, and uh, on the phone right then and there, he said, uh, we love your system. He says, I'd love to, uh, uh, I, need, I need to eat more, like yesterday. Okay, my dad said, well, you know, this is a prototype, and, you know, I don't, I, we don't even have a, a price for it or anything like that. He says, I don't care. He says, uh, uh, you know, if you're from the cornfields of Illinois, you must be honest. And... <laughs> And that was it. He built eight systems. The next thing you knew, Chase Manhattan Bank was that much further ahead on the trades. I mean, back then it could have been minutes. Now it's milliseconds. But uh, uh, it just went like wildfire. And then he built it to 90% of all the non-banking firms and investment firms uh, in New York were, were rich incorporated systems. Uh, then grew into, obviously, they had satellite offices throughout the country, so the, you know, Bank of America or a Chase or a Morgan Guarantee, you know, you put, you do four, five, six, seven, eight systems throughout the United States and grew internationally and uh, become, became the way of trading. Uh, and this would have been in the, the real hot and heavy up until uh, to the mid-'80s. Um, uh, got involved with Reuters, uh, which is a new service, uh, which was very heavily involved with like the Reuters monitors and Reuters dealing markets. Mm -hmm. And um, we needed a distributor. And so they kind of helped us distribute it for a few years. And they came back to, to, to my dad and grandfather and said, we want to we wanna acquire you, we want to buy your business. And that's how it all, all came about. Um, 
from the uh, technology. So the way trade is, and I might add that how it was, the, the software that was written was on an Apple IIe, <laughs> 512K of memory. But that was the software that ran the stock markets back in those that, days. Yeah, that's a, that is amazing. <laughs> that, that's amazing. And it, the other piece I've seen in, in some of the stuff I've, I've read that, you know, it was the same time as Microsoft coming out with yes. DOS or DOS was right. ROS, the rich operating system, Correct. right? Yeah, my dad, uh, my dad went the, 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 the commercial uh, uh, business uh, 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 way and, of course, you don't have to say anything about Bill Gates. You yeah, right. the residential <laughs> way. So, but yeah, right at the same time. Exactly. Wow. Now, was the company sold at the point? Like, did you work for the company? I did. did. I worked for my dad for 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 a few years there as a project manager, actually, and I learned so much about everything there is about running a business uh, because I'm involved with purchasing and assembly and and shipping and receiving and all of those types of uh, avenues and building these systems worldwide. So, and I got to know. Uh, a lot. I got to learn a lot about the electronic side of it too. I'm a ham operator, so that's why the love ah, of technology so has always been in my background. Sure. Did did now? You said your dad went to Northern. Did mm-hmm. you go to Northern as well? I didn't. It was a little too big a school back then, so I went to Eastern Illinois. But okay. my mom and dad did uh, go both. That's where they met, and uh, that's why ever we're here at Rich Harvest Six Tenant, which is June 10th, is the day they graduated and they got married on the same night. So oh, wow. that's why NIU is a, a special special place in, 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 in both their hearts. Right. And so this is now the home course for Northern men's and women's This is teams, home of the right? Huskies, sure. Home yeah, of the Huskies. Home of the Huskies. Right. And uh, so the men and women's golf team, this is their golf course. And uh, uh, among other things, you know, you, uh, the university is only about 17 minutes away from Rich Harvest, and, uh, which was one of the reasons why uh, my mom and dad bought a, a little farm out here in Sugar Grove. Yeah. Now, talking about that, this what it's 1800 plus acres of of golf course right am i am i right on that it's 1800 acres uh, total land Uh, 800 is uh is tillable uh the golf course is built on about 350 acres of of that which is really double the size of 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 most golf courses and there's a reason for that which we can we can get into later but uh um but as a mom and dad wanted to buy a little farm out here and uh, next to northern um, they used to drive by here back when they were in school. This was the only route. There was no, you know, Route 88 or any expressways back in those days. So they, they remembered a little gas station down the street here that they, they got gas to get to back at, because they're all of Chicago. So my, 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 my mom uh, grew up in Downers Grove and my dad grew up in Villa Park. So I was, I, I was going to say how far, uh, out from the city did they grow up. So they were kind of far at that point. Those were kind of far West suburbs sure. when they were growing up. Sure. Now it's sure. probably near West suburbs, sure. but sure. Now, did you grow up out here? In no, I grew up in uh, Downers Grove and Oak Brook area. Okay. I went to Hinsdale Central, oh, so I'm a, the, red, a devil. red Devil. I'm That's a Red right. Devil, um, which I uh, had a had a lot of a lot of great memories there. And then went to Eastern, and then I kind of worked for my dad and. Right. Well, I'm a hilltopper from Glenbard West, so we're rivals now. <laughs> I don't know if that's going to taint the rest of our conversation. <laughs> <Right>. but <laughs> yeah. So now, did you have other siblings, or do you have other siblings? I have one brother, okay. yes. Mm-hmm. And is he involved out not, here? Not really. No, he's not really involved uh, in, in this part of it, but... Uh, yeah, it's really it's just uh, my dad and I. So, and how did you get involved here at the course? I mean, now did you grow up playing golf or 
Well, uh, I love the game. I played since I was seven years old. I can remember to this day when I broke a hundred, which was the biggest you know thrill of my life. You know, being a you know under, I think it was about nine years old. Oh my gosh! And uh, so I, I I've loved the game. I played. I was on the on the golf team and so on. Um, but you know that's that's about where that that kind of ended. I you know I like I said I worked for my dad and then I did have my own company for almost 25 years uh, uh, building uh, automation homes uh, mansions basically around mm-hmm. the country uh, 40 50 60 thousand square foot oh homes. My gosh. And I was able to write the software and do all the integration for those homes so that they can you know that the families can use the commercial subsystems that are going in these you know commercial buildings that they right. live in. So uh, very successful and did that for, like I said, 20, 25 years. And it got to a point where, you know, uh, my dad needed some help and, you know, I wanted to kind of get more involved with, the, with Rich Harvest. And so I've been here since uh, 03 um, and uh, enjoying every minute of it. That's great. Now, do you, how much do you get out and play? Right now, oh my I mean, gosh. Right now, a lot of people ask me that. It's 42 degrees with about 100 mile an hour This is probably there. the only time that I can play because I'm so busy, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, right. during the summer. But uh, <laughs> I love the game. You know, I'm a weekend golfer. I go out and putz around a little yeah. bit. But uh, uh, but with uh, our events and our clients and members and so right, on, there's so I much have a lot going of fun. On, especially, uh, we'll talk some more about sure. the, the NCAA championships coming sure. up. But uh, now, do you live right, are you even on property? I live on the by? property. Yes. Oh, that's uh, great. So it's it's a nice two and a half minute drive. So. Oh, you poor thing. That's a rough <laughs> commute. Now, did uh, you know? One thing we didn't really touch on is well. One thing is that I think is is good for people to know is how easy it is truly to get here. You're a little over six miles, right, straight shot down off of 88. Very easy to get here. Uh, not only fairly close to DeKalb, but I'm coming from basically Oak Park, and it's you know 40 some minutes to sure. get here, sure. even in, in decent traffic. So I think that's important for people understanding. So Where's two, two, two stoplights between here and the city of Chicago? Right. So. Right. It's yeah. uh, that I love that line. Two stoplights before the uh, between here and the city. So it's actually very easy to get here. Uh, you're going to have tons of parking and all those kinds of things. We'll talk a little bit too with uh, with Vicky probably about some operations piece. But I, I want people to to understand you're kind of out in the middle of nowhere, but you're also very connected and easy to get to. So, um, but thinking about that, like how did, you talked about the tie to Northern, going to school here, your parents liking this piece of land. The story I've heard is your, you know, your dad got more and more into golf. Thought about, you know, joining a course or something like that. Got to see some great courses like Augusta and other other places, and thought about building a few holes out here, right? And that's, now look at this. That's all it was when my, my when they bought the farm. There was really no intention of building a golf course. We never thought that that was in the cards, but. You know, my dad majoring in earth sciences and agronomy, that was his major. It wasn't technology, believe it hmm. or not. Um, he knew that if I was going to, if he was going to buy a, a, a farm or a piece of land out here, that he needs to control the creek systems. And in order to control, so he went out and got all the parcels and looked at all the maps and everything and said, okay, if I'm going to do something, whatever it is, uh, it, it may be a golf course, um, I, I'm going to need to be able to control the co- to creek systems, which means that's 12 farms. So 
he went out and found the Mr. Haney of Green Acres, you know, the guy that has all the, <laughs> has coffee in the morning with all the farmers, you know, got to know those guys really well. And uh, over a course of a year and a half or, or two, uh, he bought those 12 parcels. And uh, so now, now we have control of the water system. Uh, that's why my dad's always thinking. He's always looking at, you know, how, how to do things in a big way. Right. And so after that, he says, you know what, I'm going to go build a practice hole. You know, I've, I've, I've played golf all my life. Mm-hmm. I have 40 shoe boxes of notes, scorecards, you know, napkins, matchbook covers that have all these notes of all the golf courses he's played oh, wow. over, over a four-year span, 40-year uh-huh. span, and uh, kind of brought all those out and kind of went through them and said, okay, I'm going to build, a, I'm going to build my first hole myself. And uh, he says, okay, so I'm going to need some, 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 some earth movers. I'm going to need some machinery. I need some bodies that help me do some of these things. And uh, we had a guy that, uh, that basically uh, uh, did some work for us out here because uh, one of the farms was really a Sansford and Son. So we needed somebody to dig a few big holes and <laughs> dump all this stuff in there. I wish I would have seen this stuff because, you know, it could be some some nice stuff in there. There might be <laughs> some valuables. But anyhow, uh, he, he called him up and uh, he said, hey, we're going we're gonna to build a golf hole. And he says, you know, Mr. Rich, we, we've never done that before. And he says, hmm. well, I haven't either. And uh, so we're going to work it together. And he said, I don't even know how to give you a price. I go, I don't, even, I don't either. <laughs> let's just get the machinery out here. And let's, uh, so that was the first time actually seeing, I got some pictures of those that my dad, you know, with his cowboy hat on and his cowboy <laughs> boots on, his jeans. And he's out there directing traffic with a two-way radio and how he's shaping, shaping the fairways and the greens and getting, wow. a, getting the contour of what's going on. It was, it was really, really, really exciting to him to see that moment because he was so happy he's like here i am building my i'm building my first hole well my mom came to the came to bat and said you know jerry you built one going out you might as well build one coming back Uh. (laughs) and my my dad's like thank you and i love you thank you (laughs) and that's what happened he built one coming back and he says well that's fun let me build uh let me build four more holes so he did that so it was a six hole golf course for almost 10 years that was sloped and rated uh with a cdga as an 18 hole golf course and those six holes still remain here with all the original shoots because each one of those holes obviously you can make into a par three or par four or right. par five and uh uh, and we still have those greens out there, and we have a lot of golf raiders that come out every year. And that's one of the one of the little little questions we always ask is that we'd like you to name the, the six original holes, and uh, not, not one has gotten it yet, which is oh, a, wow. a test to how we he continued on the golf course and mm-hmm. built it exactly the way it was for the for the first six original holes. Um, and we still maintain all of those. We got forty five tee boxes out there. That is that because what of all forty five forty five tee boxes, and we still maintain them all. Uh, because our, our members do like to go back and play the old course once in a while the and kind of right. have some some fun fun with all that and so that's how that's kind of how it all how it all started that's amazing and now it was completed as 18 holes in 99 is 1999 that, right? that is correct um, you know he uh, over over the years we like 10 years went by here and next thing you know he's you know let's finish it off it's uh we bought that last 
that last uh, that last farm, which is where our plantation house and harvest lodge is, gave us an opportunity to to, to build that that nine out nine back. Uh, my dad's a, a a big believer in Lynx golf and looking at you know the old course and that's the way they were built nine out nine back. So we don't have one through eighteen. We have one through nine gold and one through nine silver. Right. Uh, it gets a little complicated when we get a, an event out here like the NCAA championships uh-huh. where they have to go one through eighteen because that's just the way TV will likes it and wants it right but uh for the most part uh, so we finished it in 99 uh we put a small membership together uh which uh uh it was another facet of of rich harvest farms we thought we'd never get involved in you know mm-hmm. we thought we'd never be involved with member services and um you know overnights and hotels and the and hotel business and being in the the food and beverage business and having a a five-star restaurant and all of those types of things that would all that just kind of came as we built, you know, the membership and what the membership were, were really looking at as a full a full uh, round experience. Uh, we don't look at Rich Harvest Farms as just a golf course. It's 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 for corporate America to come out, bring your best customers, and stay two days at Rich Harvest, and uh, uh, and have a have a have a wonderful time. And that's that's where we're at today. And you've I mean you've now hosted quite a few pretty pretty good size or big name type tournaments out here sure uh we talked before flipping the mics on it's been a 20 year um you know not fight uh, is too strong of a word but it, but 20 years of working towards hosting the ncaa championships for example yeah tell me a little bit about in general you've added you've done solheim cup is out here was a very successful mm-hmm. You know, how have you gone about identifying those, building those relationships, and bringing some of those different tournaments in? Well, I mean, my, my you know, the the family and my dad and myself, we've we've we're a big big supporter of amateur golf. And my dad just uh, his idol is Bobby Jones, and to mm-hmm. you know being an amateur and, and and doing the things that he's done to grow the game and building a, a you know a golf course and a and an actual. Uh, uh, you know, building the masters and kind of, it's always been in the back of his mind. So we've, we've done over 50 amateur tournaments, you know, over the last 20 years, um, uh, to grow the game, uh, which gave us that reputation, obviously from the NCAA standpoint, but, you know, and actually going after the Solheim cup, you know, we weren't interested in going after the Solheim cup. We were, we, because of our kids golf foundation, we uh, we went, we wanted to go after the junior Solheim. We were interested in the 13 to 19 year old top players in the world. And uh, as we went up to that tournament, uh, you know, we kind of asked the question, and they said, "Well, sorry, Mr. Rich, but you just can't take the junior Solheim. You got to go for the whole thing." <laughs> and he said, "Okay." So we came back and. We put an outstanding bid together to uh, to 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 the LPGA, and you know, from from the LPGA standpoint, I mean, the greatest golf courses in the country are going after this tournament, and uh, to be one of those top 25, <laughs> and then nailing it down to the top three. Courses that have won U.S. Opens, courses that have won, that have, or I should have, that have hosted U.S. Opens and have hosted PGAs and Ryder Cups, and does Rich Harvest Farms really have a shot at this? I mean, in yeah. realistic, and 
But there's so much more that Rich Harvest Farms had to offer. Uh, one, uh, we've got the land and the golf course to handle spectator ready. Uh, parking on site, so you don't have to bus anybody in. Uh, but most importantly, uh, what the commissioner really looked at is uh, what we do for kids. And our Kids Golf Foundation really made a major part into what we do for the community and how we can give back. So all those things put together, we got the Solheim Cup. And, of course, we were pinching ourselves a few few times after that to, to host a, a major, major championship like that. Um, but uh, the next one here is the NCAA, and uh, like you said, it took us almost 20 years to 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 really, you know, get this under our belt. And uh, because we went up there, we saw the NCAA, and you know, we thought we the golf course is not really the issue. It's just the coaches, you know, it's the committees, it's the the board that has to say Rich Harvest Farms. What does that mean? We're going to have to hold some conference championships. We're going to have to hold some regionals. We're going to have to hold some intercollegiates. And that's where we really got involved with NIU as the host school of the national championship, uh, to hold some of those intercollegiates and to host some really high-end invitationals here at Rich Harvest Farms. So we can bring in the Georgia Techs and we can bring in the U of I's and we can bring in, you know, the Arizona States and all of those types of, you know, programs so that these coaches can see the first-class uh, 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 venue that we have here. And hopefully we can get that national championship. Of course, it helps those because there's 15 universities that we invite for the invitational for, that NIU invites, and um, the top six schools get to stay in our lodge, so they get to stay on site. And in the winter of the previous year uh, invitational, get to stay have the whole uh, second floor of the plantation house. Oh, nice. So the coach the coach gets to stay in the master suite. <laughs> so he's working hard, you know, yeah. to to win that tournament. Uh, but all of these things together, which took a lot of time, bringing the coaches out, having meetings out here. Uh, and uh, the NCAA finally said, you know, Rich Harris Farms, you're ready for this championship. And, of course, that we're going to take it to another level. They saw it being in a major city, which it really never had before in a lot of years with men and women together. Uh, we have 8 million people uh, that live uh, 50-mile radius of Rich Harvest Farms. Uh, you know, Vicki and, and her staff have done a lot of uh, uh, statistics on, uh, on the alums that, are, that live in this Chicagoland area that are going to be in the championships this year. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's amazing. U of I had taken them out of the equation, which is 400,000, and Purdue's another 60,000, and mm -hmm. Northwestern another 60,000. These are all schools that will, will probably be in the national championships. Right. There's like 1.6 million people that were in Eugene, Oregon, that, that are alums of those universities, you know, from the Windy City Gators to the, to the, to the, um, to the Texas Longhorns. I mean, they got six or 7,000 alums that live in the city of Chicago. Um, so we're really working it, and that's, uh, that's what's uh, – and the NCAA, I, I know, uh, really appreciates that and all the hard work that we're putting into it, and uh, they've been a great partner in doing this. And – yeah, that's great. That that's also nice to see. As also being a golf fan, um, it's great to see great golf courses uh, continue to succeed in Chicago. I'm mm -hmm. glad to see that. But uh, also, and also being a University of Illinois alum with that program being a top three team and taking it down to the wire last year in in Oregon, um, a little bitter about the home 
the home uh, course advantage <laughs> that uh, the Ducks had there. But sure. but you do. You have a Northwestern team that is very solid and an only team that is terrific. And, and there's a Especially lot of the good girls. golf. There's a lot of good golf in this area collegiately. And then... You know, as you said, you're doing the research of just how many people living here, how many golf fans, how many alums of the different schools. I think this is a heck of a uh, opportunity and and should do very well. Well, you're going to see some great golf, number one, but you don't have to be a golfer to come out. Come out and enjoy the grounds. Come out and root for your school. I mean, well, that's uh, why I wanted you know, to tell a little bit about the story of this yeah. place. Is it's? I mean, it's. I'm looking out the the windows here of the pavilion building and it's just it's gorgeous it really is that you don't even have to be a, a big golf fan it's it's going to be a uh, worth the trip to come out and and, and that, see it and then you know with the solheim cup to just kind of kind of talk about that just for a second is that you know my dad and i like to like to be out in the stands you know we're out in the grandstands and being with the people and just here and you're just being a part of it you know and uh there were so many people that were doing things because other people were doing it like somebody they're raising their hands and it's like my dad asked the lady, well, how do you know where to raise your hand? And she says, well, everybody else is doing it. <laughs> you know, I, I, don't, I don't know what a birdie or a par or anything like that uh, is, but, you know, I'm rooting for USA. What the heck? <laughs> and so it was kind of kind of a fun thing. But that's the same concept with this championship. Uh, you know, come out and, uh, and, and have fun with your school and root for your school because you're going to see some, some great golf. You're going to see the, the, the champions of, you know, the tour players of tomorrow, obviously here, and the, just going through the names that have been here over the last few years with some of the amateur tournaments that we've held, you know, the Palmer Cup and the Western Ham, and it's just amazing. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, it's, it, the golf will be great in and, and, and such a beautiful location. So now I'm going to put, we've, we've uh, let, or we've completely dominated the conversation between the two of us, Keith. So we're going to put Vicki on the spot. Vicki McGowan is the tournament director here. You've been out here at Rich Harvest Farms since 2010, uh, tournament director now since you've you you guys won the the hosting uh what's happening what are you most not necessarily most worried about but what's uh what's the hot topic what's the hot item that's going to be going on in the next two months um right now you know we're really just pushing we, we want as many people here as we can so we're pushing ticket sales um a lot of marketing at this point um in the game we have a good plan on what's going on on the golf course with tents and spectator traffic and all that that's that's kind of been done even before I started, we knew what right. we were going to do there. So um, a lot of marketing right now. Where can people find the information, help be retweeting, reposting, sharing? What's uh, the, the best places to find that info? Sure. Um, on Twitter, we have a Rich Harvest Farms Twitter account. It's RHF Tournaments on Twitter. Um, we have our, our richharvestfarms.com is a good spot for a lot of information. Um, you'll find the ticket information, you'll find volunteer information and um, parking, overnights, hotel information all on there. Um, at, and we're doing a lot of kind of marketing with the CDGA. I'm sure you have a lot of listeners that are members of the CDGA, so they've probably gotten a lot of information from us through that. But. Right. And what's some, uh, you know, people are wondering, with the women's tournament, uh, let me get the dates right, would be the 18th to the... 19th to, the 19th to the 24th. See, that's why I'm asking. Women are 19th to 24th, and then the men's dates are the 25th to 31st? 26th through 31st okay. in between the practice round. Okay. All right. See, it's a good thing I asked. You can find all that information at richharvestfarms.com. It's all very easy to find right there. Are, are people buying, uh, you know, the, the ticket 
packages and options. Is it a two-week package? Uh, or are there one week? Are there single days? Are there all of those? Sure. What's yeah. What are some options for people? We because have, We've all of that. Okay. So I'll, go, I'll run through them real quick. We have a single day ticket. All grounds tickets start at $10 for one day. So Just 10 bucks. 10 bucks. That's come awesome. Come for the day. Um, and we ha- also and parking some, is free, things like that, right? Yep, all parking is free. We'll have uh, concession stands available for any food drinks, but that's just to get you in the grounds. Walk for the whole day for $10. And how many, you know, I guess even breaking it down further, how many teams, you know, how many women's teams, how many men's teams, at at least at the start of the competition, so people are also understanding it's just how many different universities are going to be represented, how many players are going to be out there, how much talent they're going to be able to Uh, see. For the women, there's 24 teams, and... I might be wrong. 12 individuals, I think. <laughs> I really hope it's not 15. <laughs> um, and then for the men, it's 16, or sorry, 30 teams and six individuals. Okay. Yeah, and all the, those, everybody plays the first three days of stroke play. So all Friday, Saturday, Sunday, both tournaments, everybody will be playing all day long. So. Tons of good golf. And this is, you know, you talked, Keith, too, about uh, being fans of the Lynx style, this has got to be a great place to be able to see multiple holes, even without you know having to move very much uh, at all to to get to capture. So, if, in terms of fan experience, this is going to be a great place to come out and see uh, you know multiple uh, multiple tough matches going on. Absolutely, and that's one of the biggest. Uh, I got to give my dad a lot of credit for is he was thinking not only player friendly but spectator friendly. So uh, he thought all that out as he was building the golf course. So there's, there's, it's just a beautiful walk and uh, you'll be able to see multiple holes and just in a few areas. And uh, it's just because it's laid out that way. 10,000 cars. I think we were talking about yep, that's the only one of the lots. We have another in, right, lot as well. Primary so, lot alone, right? Yeah, so over a hundred acres of, we need of everybody parking. to come out here and, and support this thing. Uh, it's going to be well worth it. Vicki, can you give us a little bit more information? Oh, you've worked a lot on these kids days. Tell us a little bit more about what you've got planned and how that's going to work. Yeah, both Saturdays and Sundays of the both tournaments. So it's um, for the women and the men, we're going to have basically kids days. We're going to have special activities on the course, um, some scavenger hunts. We're going to have a trick shot artist here both Saturday and Sunday. Um, We're also going to have some little autograph kits and things for the kids to get involved with. Um, All across the board for the entire two weeks, all kids under the age of 18 are free to the tournament. Um, They just, obviously, their parents would need to bring them out. Um, And then we are, you know, expanding a little bit on the high school program and inviting all the high schools in the five-state area here um, all for free as well. And then expanding that with our kids' golf sites and bringing big youth groups out um, as a time. I know we're going to talk a little bit about, you know, the Boys and Girls Clubs and the Chicago Park Districts, and they're most likely all going to bring a big group of kids out. So um, it'll be great to have, you know, seeing all the kids out in their little uniforms and things. So It makes for a great atmosphere. But that goes to the whole point of if you put a club in the kids' hands or, or any of that stuff that you never know how you – how you get somebody hooked on the game and it's such a great game getting them out here and why not so for information from groups they would go again to just richharvestfarms.com yeah they won't find too much on the website um, but if you look for our contact information uh, you can just contact us about any groups we're always looking for new groups to bring out here 
That's awesome. I'm sure we'll have some folks too. There's a lot of folks, uh, you know, with the brands and, and agencies that either ha- uh, hosting clients or bringing groups out here. There are some corporate opportunities too, as well, right? Sure, we have uh, uh, we have an NCAA experience too, which is a next higher uh, VIP uh, uh, area that'll be on the golf course right there on 17, and then we have our plantation house, which is also available. To, to buy tables and hospitality for, you know, bringing your, your high end and clients and, and, and friends and guests. So oh, the other thing that I, I, I don't want to forget about is also volunteers. I, I'm, you know, tournaments like this typically are always needing them either, you know, in pre-event or, you know, tournament time. Do you still need volunteers? And if so, where do they go sure. for info? Yeah, we sure do. We actually have to fill about 2,200 shifts to get us through the two weeks. Um, uh, right now, we're probably right around 80% full, which we are at this point really happy yeah, with. Yeah, that's a good number, but yeah. you're not. We're not quite there. Yeah, you so. got to get there. You got hundreds yeah. to go. That information is available on our website, uh, richharvestfarms.com. Um, it's also available on the NIU Huskies website. So it's niuhuskies.com. Um, they're actually, NIU being the whole school, is basically taking all of the registrations. So when you go to our website, you will eventually just be directed to NIU's website. But Anything you'd give advice to future hosts on things they should do or add or look at? Um, I guess it's maybe a question for afterwards more than anything, but... <laughs> Uh, you know, what's been the craziest thing that you've, well, you've I mean, learned it's like and adjusted any other to? Tournament, uh, you know, when you're talking about a national championship or any championship, I mean, there's just a lot of planning. You know, there's a lot of detail work that needs to go in. I mean, that's what Vicky does, you know, full time all, all day long and, and making sure that the NCAA is in the loop, you know, taking their tournament as an example. Um, like I said, it's been great with great to work with. But again, it's just coordination, you know, our, our venue to 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 their requirements as a uh, national championship event and uh but that's really about it i mean it's just the thing that we've done though that i know a lot of clubs have not done is uh, we've worked it i mean there's not a lot of clubs out there that you know have eight people full-time that's all they do is work on this championship over and above you know the 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 ncaa so uh it's that's kind of a partnership that you need to kind of look at when you're involved in something like this is that it's 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 a win-win for everyone sure um we want to bring this tournament to a whole new level my dad and i have made that commitment uh, with our staff and to to show the NCAA that you know this is something that's going to be you know very special and it's going to be uh, bigger than that they've ever had it um, with the Golf Channel now being I don't know is it fifty or sixty hours of live television right. for the NCAA championships for men and women which is outstanding on, on how they're bringing golf to another level mm-hmm. uh, through the NCAA chain. Um, but yeah, I mean, again, it's like like I said, it's like anything else. When you're when you're building a championship and you want to do it right, yeah, you, you got to get the horses out there, you know, working it in that particular area, and and we've done that. Now, did you say you have eight staff working on mm-hmm. this right yes. now? Holy cow! Yeah, and for That's the last year and a half, actually, two years almost. So what do you do? Do you just sit around and <laughs> tell everybody, okay, I'm going to sit back and put my feet up? That's yeah, a lot of I, help. I drink my coffee and I make everybody else do everything. Yeah. Else. Okay, no. okay. No, she. I, no, I mean. 
that's you know, not true. Our sales department, <laughs> I'm, I'm, you know, communications I'm, people. I've got to apologize to yeah. Vicky. We just <laughs> met today, and I'm totally throwing her under the bus. She's over here, you know, checking her watch and everything. Come on, Chris, be quiet. I got to get back to work. Um, what's next? You know, we're always looking for for new opportunities. Uh, like I said, my dad's uh, my dad's passion and love is is amateur golf and growing the game. And uh, that's one thing I wanted to mention is that uh, when that's why he started our Kids Golf Foundation mm-hmm. 20 years ago. And we've put over 150,000 kids through our programs wow. and putting a, a golf club in, in those in those kids' hands uh, throughout the state of Illinois. Um, and they're going to be a major, major part of this tournament as well as uh, Vicky has put together a couple of uh, kids' days on on the weekends, uh, on Saturdays and Sundays. Which will, you know, we're going to have some trick shot artists out there. We're going to have mm-hmm. we're going to have a lot of fun with the kids. Um, but um, you know, we've. Uh, uh, with our Kids Golf Foundation and how we're growing that, you know, throughout the state of Illinois, especially in the inner city, um, it's it's it, you know, there's not too many clubs that can say they have a foundation and also work in this championship uh, till its fullest. I remember coming and seeing the displays with the hook a kid on golf with the, the you know, the big club heads sure. and tennis balls or wiffle balls. Snag, that's what it was, <laughs> right? But we wouldn't leave as a being here on say a media day. We, uh, Jerry wouldn't let us leave without, first of all, we'd be in this pavilion and have a wonderful lunch, but hear, hear about that program. Sure. And then go get a demonstration when we made the, I don't know if it would be the turn technically, but at, uh, out at that uh, barn building, I remember um, getting a full demonstration and not just, oh, that's nice and wave and go. No, you're going to stop, you're going to play a hole. These kids are going to demonstrate it for you. So it's, it's definitely authentic. How does this event, the NCAA championships, benefit? Well, there's a couple of things. Again, obviously, uh, bringing the kids out and, and putting a golf club in, in their hands is number one. But uh, uh, the high school programs that we're involved in as well, uh, during the Solheim Cup, we, we, we invited all the, the high schools that have uh, golf teams uh, to the Solheim Cup. And we had thousands of kids that's out awesome. here. That's awesome. They all wore their uniforms. Mm-hmm. And you can tell that that's a school and that's a school out in the stands and grandstands. And... So we took the same approach now and invited uh, the four surrounding states. And there's like 2,200 high schools that have you know men and, and women's golf teams, um, and and bring those folks out. And NIU is cooperating as well. We're they're helping us uh, supply you know because if you're living out in the western side of Iowa or northern you know northern part of Wisconsin, you can't just come in for an hour. You need a place to stay. Mm-hmm. So we have the chaperone as the coach with their five players. It's a bonding opportunity for those high schools to uh, to, to come out and watch some great collegiate golf. You know, your, your next step if you want to get to that right. level um, and stay for a couple days. So, and that all kind of comes up, that all kind of stemmed from the Kids Golf Foundation and bringing those kids out here and then getting to a high school program and and then hopefully to a collegiate level um, but um, you know with the kids golf foundation uh, we're, that's probably the, the, the one of the buildings here that's really true to you know the family's heart that we you know if we can we can if some of these kids can you know stay in school and stay off of drugs and uh, stay out of gangs and so on and and now with our four-step process which we have uh, our first step 
is called um, Air Golf. It's a, it's, a, it's a tennis ball with some ribbon on it, and now you can just take some basic body swings and let go of the ribbon uh-huh. and go to targets. and gives kids an idea of what the oh, golf swing's all okay, about. Okay, got it, yeah. Then the second phase is our snag program, which is really an oversized head with uh, a little bit smaller than a tennis ball going to targets which are velcro and just give it and it's color-coded grip so you're learning the grip because that's the number one you know that's the number one point you got to learn in golf is to have to have the grip yellow on yellow red on red and they may never pick up a golf club again until they're 20 years old and they're at the stop and sock with their friends and this (laughs) this kid's never played golf but he knows how to grip the club and he knows how to swing it that's all we can that's what we can teach him oh, that's fine. then they go through a, a the third phase is uh, they actually go through a, a week-long clinic where they actually get a a real set of golf clubs and they start hitting real golf balls um and that's where our mentoring program comes into a play and once they graduate from that they can play at any one of the six municipal golf courses at no charge so oh really yeah no so charge that's yeah. awesome right. now Again, uh, since we're, we're talking about it, how, how can people, if we've got people that want to get involved, want to volunteer, find out, I'd love to be a mentor, or they might even be uh, you know, teaching at schools and saying, God, I'd love to have the, the program uh, in, in front of my kids here. Where do they go for that information? That would be the kidsgolffoundation.org uh, is our website. And um, it, gets, it gets all the basic information. Uh, and if you want to be a coordinator, then we, we, we teach them all here at Rich Harvest. So all our coordinators come in in the wintertime, and, and, and it's all volunteer. It's all volunteer. And so 100% of the monies uh, go to the kids. Anything that uh, topic-wise that about the championships or Kids, kids Golf Foundation that we haven't touched on? You got the pretty much the do we, do we the real it? skinny on what's going on here at rich harvest we uh we're really excited about this national championship like i said it's been on the bucket list for 20 years and and uh uh you know everybody's hearing about it and it's gonna be something special you're gonna be seeing those tour players at tomorrow here so hope to see you out here well i, I want to say thank you very much keith rich and vicky mcgowan for making some some time for me today as it's getting busier and busier out here getting ready for the nca men's and women's golf championships we will see you out here thanks guys we got pretty lucky with our winter and uh, when i was out at rich harvest farms last week the course looked great grass looked great and of course mother nature had other ideas with you know, 8, 10, 12 inches of snow and 20 degree temperatures. So uh, praying, as I'm sure you are too, to get back to the warmth, the sunshine, green grass, and golf season. If you want to learn more about the NCAA championships coming up quickly in May, head over to richharvestfarms.com. They're at RHF tournaments on both Twitter and Instagram. And uh, now for the ticket giveaway I talked about in the front end. I've got several upgraded tickets. They're the upgraded NCAA experience passes that also include VIP parking. The question I need you to answer, how many cars can the main lot at Rich Harvest Farms park? Tweet me the answer to at PainlessPod. Four winners from all the correct entries I received before our March 29th podcast. One more time, the question, how many cars can the main lot at Rich Harvest Farms park? Tweet that answer to at Painless Pod. Good luck, everybody. And finally, if this is your first Painless Podcast, please check out the feed for some of the other great chats we've had with Nancy Armour from USA Today, Cara Bachman from the Chicago Sports Commission, TK Gore at CSN Chicago, Spike Ball's CEO, Chris Reuter, 
and Stephen Bardo this past week from BTN NFS1. Until next time, it's Chris Harwick saying, stay connected, friends. <laughs>